Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20Cordemus. That's right. Redcon1.com. There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard around the world. Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boy, David Crockett. I'm Lee. Coming to you from the D-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread on America. Your host, Don Q. How's everybody doing out there? Today it is Sunday, March 5th, 2023. Here we go. Let me get my water open here. Sunday, everybody. It's not a very happy Sunday for me. I'm not feeling all that well. Um, spent the whole night uh, vomiting, so that was fun. And no, I didn't drink too much. It was had to be what I ate because that's what it was in the toilet. <laughs> but nonetheless, I on with the show. Try to try to do the show. So hopefully, I don't have to take any breaks, any pauses, or anything to run to the bathroom. So we'll just try and get through this as quickly as possible. And pardon me for any of the noises that you may hear during this broadcast. I'm trying to uh, do my best. I was going to wait and do it tomorrow, but I had some construction going on at the house on Friday. Uh, thus, the reason I did the show early on Friday, you know, I, I actually... Uh, Recorded that on Thursday. Um, they didn't quite finish, so they're going to be here again tomorrow. So I didn't know how loud they'd be and whatnot, so I'd, I didn't want to push it to tomorrow and not be able to do a show. And uh, trying to stick to the three days a week. So here we are. So uh, before we get into the show, a couple things real quick, guys. Make sure... If you are on social media, you're following the show at Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, and the Ticker Talker. And uh, if you are on the Twitter machine, we are DTOM underscore 1775 or IMPCGC underscore 1775. And we also have a website for those of you that are not on the social media. 
And that's DontTreadOnAmerica.com. Check us out there. If you want to drop a line, you have any questions, you have any stories, anything going on in your neck of the woods that you would like for me to discuss or do some research on, I'll be more than happy to do so. Just send it my way. So, anyway. Stuff's going on, right? It's crazy. (laughs) Also, one more thing, guys. Whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, if you could please subscribe to the show. Uh, We're slowly getting there. We're growing ever so slowly, but nonetheless growing. Um, So it's it's by you guys' help and spreading the word, sharing the show. But uh, for those of you that listen to it on a consistent basis, please subscribe. Whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, just hit the follow, hit the subscribe, whatever buds there. It's not going to cost you anything. Um, I'm not going to do like some podcasts and have a Patreon and a members-only thing. I'm I'm not doing all that shit. I ain't got that kind of time. <laughs> and you're lucky I can get three shows out in a week. All right, so breaking news. We got some breaking news hitting today on Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. All right, first things first. What do we got? First things first. All right, so yeah. This is out of Springfield, Ohio. This was... Um, Late yesterday, another train derailment, another Norfolk Southern train derailment in Springfield, which is roughly 200 miles west of East Palestine. So it's not like it's right on the on the you know on the doorsteps of it, but nonetheless, I mean, this is like the sixth different thing that's happened in Palestine in the last in the last month. And it's really, I'm not, I'm sorry, in Ohio in the last month. It's like, what's, <laughs> what's going on? Um, I know we talked about this when I did the show about this first um, train derailment and how Pete Buttigieg got on here and said, uh, oh, you know, there's X amount of train derailments and like 1,700, da, 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 whatever, a year. Okay. I'll say it again. I've said it before and I'll say it once more. In your lifetime, and even if you don't say your lifetime, in the last year of your life, can you name more than three train derailments without looking them up? I would say no. I mean, barring you live in a town that a train derailment happened in your neck of the woods, you couldn't name one probably. I couldn't without looking it up. And that's, I think that's the point. So it's either a situation of these aren't rare occurrences, but now we're trying to dial in on a situation of blaming someone about something, whether it's Trump deregulating the brakes, which we come to find out that the <laughs> chair, chairman or whatever she is of the NTSB comes out and says that that had nothing to do with it. It was the wheel bearings in the train. So all the people on Twitter and whatnot going out there saying, oh, it was because of, because of Trump rolling back the Obama brain, uh, brain, train breaks um, situation. Hmm. Come to find out, it had nothing to do with that. The, the lady even said that even with those breaks, the train would have still done what it did. So try again. And, let's, and, and, and then again, let's stop blaming Trump hasn't been president for two years. He didn't just leave office last week. And it reminds me of something I I wanted. I didn't think about it till just now. But, you know, there was the, the, 
the interview the other day, or uh, Biden was somewhere talking about the the mother that was crying about the uh, opioid deaths, and uh, and he so smugly gets on there and goes, "That was during the last guy," <laughs> and it's like, motherfucker, this lady is just some random citizen, and you're gonna sit there and laugh at her child dying. How would you like it if we sat there and snickered because of Bo? <laughs> Cancer's a bitch. <laughs> right? That's not so funny. <laughs> Your wife died in a car accident. <laughs> Whether you had anything to do with that or not, I don't know. But, you know, nonetheless. It's it's not... I, I don't know. This dude... <sighs> we'll get to him in a little bit. Okay, also today, in New York... Right now, there's a massive fire at a Bronx food center. And um, once again, here's another food, food processing plant, uh, food center, uh, chemical plant, oil plant, train derailment. And this train derailment in Ohio, again, noxious chemicals. wasn't just like it was a, not that it makes it any better, but if it was a passenger train, that'd probably be even just as bad, if not worse. Um, but it's like, all these things, you know, we can talk about train derailments through the history. We can talk about um, food processing plants and whatnot through the history. But it's like everything's on top of one another. And then there's this story out of Russia. And it's not, <laughs> I mean, okay, who cares about Russia? I get you. It's not necessarily that it's a Russian situation. It's who and what happened. So in Russia just like in America and the rest of the world, you they had their own scientists do their own COVID vaccine research and come up with their own vaccines. So uh, COVID vaccine creator found strangled to death in his apartment. This was the other day in Russia. Russian virologist <laughs> who helped develop the country's COVID vaccine has been found dead after an altercation with an intruder in his Moscow apartment. Andrei Botikov, one of the 18 scientists who developed the Sputnik V vaccine at the Gamalia National Research Center, was identified as a man who had been discovered strangled in his Rogova Street home on March 2nd. So there you go. Was it a case of robbery? Was it a, I mean, from what I'm looking at in this, in this, um, oh, they actually got pictures of the guy's apartment. <laughs> it looks like a struggle, struggle, struggle. Says, uh, that officials point towards a burglary gone wrong. The, uh, 46-year-old's deaths come a string of members of Russian elite being found dead in mysterious circumstances. So now, do we care? Russia, Ukraine, blah, 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 whatever. It's, it's the, the COVID aspect of the whole situation is kind of what caught my attention because initially the, the title was COVID vaccine creator found dead in an apartment. Then I start reading as I was a Russian. But it's the same situation that um, as these VARES and these different side effects are coming on, is, is things like this going to start happening around the world? I don't know. Just interesting. All right. <clears throat> On to our John Fetterman segment of the show. We haven't really talked about him since the election. 
And uh, if I if I recall correctly, prior to the election, I specifically said not that <clears throat> not that Dr. Oz was the best candidate to run against to to vote for, but at least he was coherent and and whatever. And we're not going to dismiss John Fetterman's issues. And then this isn't what this is about. I'm not going to sit here and say, ha ha, look at him. This is what you get. No, no, no. Because he's a senator for the United States. He might be re- representing the state of Pennsylvania, but he, his input can infect, could affect all of us, right? So here's a man who, during his campaign, had a stroke. Probably, and I, I say this with, I would assume most people would agree with this, that probably should have stepped out, should have said, I had a stroke, I don't need to do this. But whoever, whatever possessed him to keep going, he did. And conveniently enough, one, along <laughs> along the same time that a, a person who had died running for a state congressional seat in the state of Pennsylvania, died. He, this gentleman, I don't recall his name off the top of my head, but he actually died while running for the seat. And he still won. So I have to ask this question, people in Pennsylvania, what the fuck are you looking at? Either one, you're straight um, voting party lines. If it's got a D next to it, you're voting for it. Or you're not paying attention to what you're doing. Or, I guess, (laughs) you know, the R word, right? But back to Fetterman. This is a person that should have dropped out of the race when he had a stroke. But he pushed on. And then when questioned about said stroke, you were a, uh, you were, you know, being mean or you were making fun of his disability or whatever. No, we're asking a serious question. Are you going to be able to lead this? You know, you're an important, senators are very important people. You know, say what you want about them, but it is what it is. You're only talking, you're one of a hundred people in that house. And then, so whatever, he wins, takes office, gets sworn in, I think two weeks later, February 8th, if I'm not mistaken, he puts him, he admits himself to a hospital, uh, Walter Reed Hospital in Washington for severe depression. Okay. And once again, <clears throat> not ha ha ha, look at him, he's crazy, he's lost it, he can't even deal with two weeks of being a center. I'm not saying that. This obviously has something to do with the stroke and everything else. I mean, just to look at him after he had a stroke and when he was running, especially in the latter part of his, his campaign, you could tell that he didn't look very happy. And shit, when he got sworn in... And he's sitting there with his family and Pelosi and everyone is there. He just looked miserable. So he admits himself to the hospital February 8th with severe depression. Now that's been almost a month ago he's in the hospital. A few weeks after he's in the hospital, his wife hauls ass to Canada. So after her husband's latest hospitalization for clinical depression, um... Giselle Fetterman, the wife of uh, Pennsylvania Senator 
John Fetterman departed the country due to an overwhelming amount of media attention. So this is not going to get you media attention. Your husband's in the hospital with severe depression. Supposedly, I guess you could say. Severe depression. But leaving him and taking his kids and going to Canada for vacation, that'll help. I don't know how many of you guys listening to the show have or have ever personally dealt with depression or have had uh, someone in your family dealing with depression or PTSD or something along those lines. But I'm going to tell you right now, desertion by your family members doesn't help. Okay? When, when you're going through these things, It's important that your family's there. Give me a second. Now, I don't know, you know, what John Fetterman would be depressed about. I'm not dismissing his diagnosis. I'm not dismissing anything, whatever he's saying. Um, <clears throat> one would have to assume that if you... it you know, take yourself or your family or whatever, put you in the hospital for severe depression, you're not faking it, okay? And like I said, those of you out there that deal with this can understand what I'm saying in the sense that I feel sorry for the man. I really do. I don't know him from Adam. And like I said before, he should have not been elected. Regardless of that fact, the fact that his wife left him I'm sorry I mean she didn't they didn't get divorced but you know what I'm saying in in these times like I've been in the hospital time and time again for my issues and my wife was there the whole time um I couldn't imagine what he might be actually going through now that brings me to another point <clears throat> trying to get through this um there's also something coming out saying that he um let me let me see what i wrote down here so then it came out yeah it came out that that he's brain dead now i don't know if that's rumor if that's true there's nothing official it's all I mean, it is rumor i should say that it's not i haven't seen anything official but and it's not haha he had a stroke he's brain dead i'm not saying that but and I'm also not saying that his wife's not a piece of shit, even if he is brain dead. And she's like, well, fuck it. He's brain dead. Let's go to Canada. She's a fucking bitch on wheels. And she should be deported back to where the fuck she came from. But <clears throat> if, if he is brain dead and you still go on vacation, if he's in the hospital suffering from, from severe depression and you take the kids and... That's not good for somebody. And God forbid if, if he was in the hospital <clears throat> suffering from severe depression and this bitch takes, her, takes the kids and goes to Canada for a vacation, if he did become brain dead after the fact, could that, be, could that have been a trigger? I, I'm just, just guessing here. I don't know. But um, 
in the meantime, about around the same time that she hauled ass up to, um, up to, uh, where's it at? Up to, uh, Canada, their CNN posts a, um, <laughs> this was on their Twitter page. They took it down. But this was a, a news story. Let me see if I, it's on my computer, but it's like extremely teeny tiny. Let me see if I can pull it up on my phone and pray to God I don't get a freaking phone call for some reason or another. All right, let me see here. I'm going to take off the old spectacle so I can read. Oh, yes, right. I said spectacle so I can read. So here we go. So <clears throat> this was a CNN. This was an article. This was on um, February 23rd. So, this is how the article reads. Washington, D.C., CNN. It is with heavy hearts that the nation mourns the unexpected passing of Senator John Fetterman from Pennsylvania, who died at the age of 53. The senator's office confirmed that he had passed away on Thursday evening at Walter Reed Hospital, surrounded by his family. Senator Fetterman had served the United States since January, uh, representing the people of Pennsylvania, blah, blah, blah. Um, Fetterman, a native of New York. Fetterman's passing has been met with some outpouring of grief tributes and da 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 da. Schumer called him a dedicated public service. So, anyway, point being is, so this was on the 23rd. I don't know what day. So, it said Thursday. So, what day was the 23rd on? 23rd was Thursday. So, now the article that I have for her going on vacation was on um, the 24th, the 25th, I'm sorry. So, I'm going to paint a picture for you. This woman, Giselle Barreto Fetterman, is a piece of shit. And I'm going to give you three different reasons why she's a piece of shit. Number one, let's assume Fetterman's not dead. Okay? But he is... He is at least, at least, he's he's got severe depression. Okay, she leaves, he goes on vacation. She's a piece of shit. He's brain dead. And maybe that was the CNN post. Maybe they got the terminology wrong, whatever. She goes on vacation. She's a piece of shit. And God forbid, if he died, and he's dead, and he died on the 23rd, the next day or two days later, she goes on vacation? <laughs> no matter how you look at that, she's a worthless cunt. I'm sorry. But, you know, but it, I, it is what it is. It's bad enough when you, when you have depression. And it's bad enough that you're in the hospital for it. You're in the hospital for depression because you're thinking of doing things that you shouldn't be thinking about doing. Okay. And that's why you're in the hospital for severe depression. But yet your wife leaves. Or if you went to the hospital for what you thought was depression, it ended up being like an aneurysm or something, and now you, now he's brain dead, but then she leaves. Or, like I said, he died, and she left. What kind of woman is this? I'm sorry. Now, the bigger question would be this. If he's dead, and that was a week and a half ago, why would you not come out and say he's dead? Why would CNN put that post up 
and then take it down. I mean, obviously, they took it down if it's not real. But why would they put it up? I mean, that was a pretty in-depth article with quotes from Chuck Schumer. <laughs> so, is he dead? And then they said, oh, shit, we got to pull that. Because then this pops up. And John Fetterman co-sponsors Bill while hospitalized with depression. Now, this came out on Friday. <laughs> okay, so hear me out. If he's in the hospital for depression, and that's the worst of it, okay, which is bad enough, but that's the worst of it. Can he co-sponsor bills? Can he write bills? Can he do? Yes, he can. He is not incapacitated. He's able to do that stuff. <laughs> now, if he's dead or brain dead, can he do that? Well, obviously, no. So, the the article that I have here is, is going to be a, how is this possible because he's in the hospital for depression, but you got to look at the bigger picture here. So, I'm going to read this. So, Fetterman has co-sponsored multiple Senate bills and signed an open letter since being hospitalized for clinical depression in February. And a journalist who questioned how that was possible was blocked on Twitter by a top aide. Uh, Fetterman checked himself into Walter Reed Center on, oh, this says February 15th. The other article said February. I think he, that was his, this must have been his second, second uh, admission. He had also been briefly hospitalized, okay, yeah, earlier in the month. All of the, um, all of which followed him suffering what he described near fatal stroke months before his election last year. Since his latest hospitalization, Fetterman has been co-sponsored on six Senate bills, including, according to Congress.gov, he has also joined two colleagues in signing open letter calling for accountability in Norfolk Southern over the recent train derailment in Ohio. So, if he's if he's just in there for depression, is he able to do this stuff? Yes. He's actually encouraged to still do this stuff. But... Could these bills, could some of this stuff be a reason why he's not been announced dead? Now, I don't know exactly how the rules work, but I'm pretty sure that if a person dies while in Senate, like you've been elected to Senate, I, I think they have to have a special election. But in the meantime, I think the governor of that state is able to place somebody in you know, like assign somebody to that seat. Like if you if you recall back when o, uh, Obama won president, I think he still had like two years or something remaining in his Senate um, campaign. You know, he was senator of Illinois, <clears throat> and then when he became president, obviously that was a void. The governor of uh, of that state, I can't recall his. Grobovich or something like that. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. He that's why he ended up in prison. If you recall, the governor of, of Illinois ended up in prison, and it was because he was auctioning off that seat to the highest bidder. So now I don't know if deaths is if that's a different circumstances, I don't know. But obviously you have um Feinstein in in uh, California. She's hospitalized right now. So they're down two senators, so you have to keep him active, whether he's dead or not. Because they don't hold that big of a lead, obviously, right? So 
I don't know. It's interesting, and it will be interesting if it comes out that he did pass away. But <laughs> I think <clears throat> I think the thing is this. You know, the man obviously had a catastrophic stroke that obviously messed his mind up. From all accounts, he was uh, an entitled human being prior to his stroke. Um, was a mayor of one of the towns there in Pennsylvania. Um, had the stroke, and it obviously did something to his brain to have depression, to have these thoughts. And then your wife just goes on vacation. I mean, that's just, that's heartless. That's bad. So, but speaking of a uh, brain dead, <laughs> I wonder what our illustrious leader is up to lately. This was him the other day uh, giving a speech, which is kind of concerning considering what he's talking about. Here we go. As the Commander-in-Chief of the United States Joint Forces, I am here today to inform you that a number of unidentified flying objects have appeared over many parts of our country. Though their exact origin remains to be fully determined, the FBI has informed me that it is very likely that these are visitors of extraterrestrial nature. I advise the American people to remain calm, not fall into panic, and wait for further announcements. We shall overcome this threat with confidence and vigilance. May God. So that sounds pretty serious, right? So I hope you guys are ready. We're going to war with aliens. <laughs> now, if you haven't heard that before, you could be listening to this and thinking, what the fuck is he talking about? He's done lost his damn mind. Okay. That's one of those AI fakes. So, and the reason I played that was because of this. <laughs> you could literally watch that and not think anything. I mean, you would think that was really him. Okay. And <clears throat> there's been a couple of these that have come out lately of him saying stuff that were AI fakes. Now, they take video, they mumble up the words, they take words. It's his voice. It's not like it's someone making a voice up. Um, this is what's going to, going to be scary about our future world. And, I, and I'm just poking fun at Biden because someone made this video up. I'm not saying him per se. But it's going to come to a point anymore where you're going to have videos of Trump and DeSantis, Biden... Kamala, whoever, whoever's running for president, running for different offices, and their opponents could easily get someone to make up an AI fake of who you know, of that person saying some outlandish bullshit, right? And there's going to be people that believe it. If if AI fake came out of Trump saying something about uh, white supremacy was great and you know, Hitler had it right, whatever. He came out saying some stupid shit like that. And and it was aired in the sense like he was giving a speech at a rally or something like that. You would have a chunk of people that would believe it. Right? A chunk of people. So, who's to say that you don't see situations like this coming up? I'm just saying. It's, it's, it's kind of... It's kind of scary knowing what could come. But this was actually Joe Biden the other day. We're going to ban assault weapons again, come hell or high water. 
So come hell or high water, he's coming to get your guns, guys. I hope you're ready. So uh, I don't know what brought this uh, latest uh, gun banning uh, thing on, but here we go again. Um, it's his. It's his determination to to do this. And the crazy thing is, is he's losing support through this country. I think I saw a uh, poll uh, this morning, 31% of Democrats, 31% would vote for him if he ran again. 50, I think it was 58% want someone else to run, and 10% was undecided. So you have 60, almost 70% of Democrats that don't want him to run. What does that say about the Democratic Party, number one? Because generally, when whoever the president is, whatever party, you don't have opposition within your party, right? It's usually whoever Biden, if he decides to rerun, you know, to run for re-election, you typically wouldn't see other Democrats running against him. You might have 10, 12, 15 Republicans running, but you don't usually see an opposition. But then Manchin comes out this morning and is asked a question on Face the Nation. Are you going to endorse Joe Biden if he runs for re-election? Oh, there's plenty of time for the election. This is the problem with America right now. We start an election every time there's a cycle coming Yeah, he's up. the leader of your party. Uh, I, uh, I, I, no, the bottom line is let's see who's involved. Let's wait until we see who all the players are. Let's so, <laughs> I like the part where you know, he's the leader of your party. Uh, 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 well, well, we'll see who all's involved. So, that was Joe Manchin. Granted, he's not the end-all, be-all of the Democratic Party, but... I'm sure he knows more than me or you in the point that uh, it looks like if Biden technically hasn't said that he was running, it's not official, I should say. I know he's said it, but it's not official. So let's say Biden comes out, says, I'm running. I'm in it. I'm in it to win it. I'm going to be your president. Here we go. We can do this. I look at how much great stuff I've done. Not really, but here we go. Um, will you see... Uh, Gavin Newsom, uh, Pete Buttigieg, uh, whoever. Because I also saw this morning on the news, in between my trips to the bathroom, that um, they were supposedly, in preparing for Biden's upcoming um, re-election campaign, getting with people like Newsom and, and whoever else that either were once you know, running to be president or possibly running to be president again and have them not, but totally endorse him. And it's like, really? So, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting year and a half, to say the least, because both sides aren't getting along. Everyone's fighting. And uh, it's not good. And the only people that... That hurt. You remember that? I don't know who sung the song, but was it Clowns to the Left of Me, Jokers to the Right? Here I am, stuck in the middle with you, right? <clears throat> it's, we're stuck. There's no winners and there's no losers. I've told you guys this before. It's not about Republican and Democrat. We don't matter. You can be a Republican 
and vote Republican. You can be a Democrat and vote Democrat. You don't matter. What was it? Carlin, right? It's all a big club, and you ain't in it, right? That's where we're at, guys. They're playing with us. I've said it again. I'll say it again. I've said it a hundred times. We, the people, have got to stop dealing with the bullshit. I don't know who's right. I don't know if it's Trump. I don't know if it's DeSantis. I'm pretty sure it's not fucking Biden. And I'm definitely sure it's not (laughs) Gavin Newsom. I don't know. Who is it? I I don't know. So, don't look at me for all the answers. I'll just give you what I think. All right, guys. I'm going to cut it off here. Stomach's feeling a little queasy, so I'm going to just go ahead and shut the door on this one. Sorry I wasn't so as intense as I normally am, but uh, like I said, not feeling that great. I'm trying to get some rest. I'll probably go to bed here pretty soon. But on a side note, our uh, European correspondent, Mr. Eric, uh, I want to give him a brief shout-out because uh, he, he's been messaging me quite a bit lately, and he's got me in contact with a uh, gentleman in England... England, and his name is uh, Mr. Mark Devlin, and he does a podcast over there, and he's very much a part of their, in Oxford, of their 15-minute cities situation, and what Eric did for us here at the D-Tom Show is he forwarded the 15-minute show to him, the 15-minute uh, city show that I did the other day to him, and... uh he sent me the email that they, they were in correspondence with each other. So keeping fingers crossed, but it looks like we might have an upcoming show where we do a show-on-show show type situation with Mr. Mark Devlin. I've actually got to dig into some stuff about him and see, listen to some of his shows and see what he's all about. Like I said, I know he's a main advocate for the, the against the 15-minute city stuff. So he's going to listen to the show, and uh, I guess we'll see what we see. So just hopefully everything works out for the best, and uh, I'll keep you guys updated on that situation as time progresses. All right, and the computer just just keyed in just in time. Thanks, computer. Great. Feedback hub. That's what I want to do. You want me to give you some feedback? Quit fucking bothering me while I'm doing a show. How's that sound? Anyway. (laughs) All right, guys, with that being said, it is Sunday, March 5th, 2023. Guys, please follow us on the uh, social media if you're on there. Don't turn on America on Facebook, Instagram, and the Ticker Talker. DTOM underscore 1775 on Twitter. And follow us on our website. You can subscribe to the website. I won't spam you. I won't say any naked pictures, anything like that, at don'ttreadonamerica.com. And uh, like I said, from any of those platforms, whatever you want to follow us on, if you want to follow us on all of them, that's fine too. You can message me, you can email me, you can do whatever you need to do to uh, ask questions, give me feedback, whatever. Just hit me up there, and uh, I'll get back to you as soon as I can. With that being said, guys, you have a great day, and I'll talk to you again on Wednesday. <laughs>